So we're up to chapter three. So just as a, a mini, super quick, mini recap, chapter one, we introduced the natural soul. He didn't even call it the animal soul, by the way, in chapter one. And we introduced the natural soul, and we basically established that all he wants is just to the natural soul just wants to be. That's it. And everything that he does is dedicated to being, making his being more stronger, more solidified, bigger, etc. Then in chapter two, we discussed the godly soul. And we didn't really talk about what the godly soul wants. We we talked, we basically spoke about where it's from. And we discussed that it's it's from the highest place in, in Hashem's mind, whatever you want to call that, Hochmah da Atzilas, Hochmah Elah, and uh, and it, it comes down, it's Mishtal shell down, down into this world, and we spoke about how it takes on different kind of uh, different looks, different, different. Uh, it, it takes on a different appearance depending on how far down it goes and how much it gets affected by its descent down. Um and we started, we discussed a little bit the concept of a lavouche, which is basically the, the interface between the soul and the conscious mind. And now we're, we're kind of stepping back from the lavouche. And now chapter three, we're going to discuss the actual structure of the, not, it, it's not just the godly soul. We're going to discuss the, the, the structure of the Nefesh Elokis, but we're not going to talk about that, but we're also, also discussing the structure of the Nefesh of Bahamas. But the truth is we're actually discussing the structure of absolutely everything in all of existence because the structure of the Nefesh Elokis mirrors the Esos Spherus Elionis, the Esos Spherus Kedoshis, Anybody, I, I'm sure you guys have got, you know, ideas on what this stuff is. Anybody wants to throw out what they understand the Esosphereus to be? Without a whole book. I never understood it. That is just such a heiliger thing to say. So I also don't understand it. And I don't know if anybody understands it. But but the the the, the most basic the basic idea is that that the the spheres is the interface that Hashem uses to to relate to our world. That includes create as well. By the way, everything goes to the spheres. Is it almost like the algorithm, like of the world? The 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 best. There's low. I mean, sphere is from the word. It means sapir to shine. It means masapir to like. Um, to like speak, to tell. Sipur is a, is a story. Mispar is number. There's loads of things, and, and they're all like they all give tremendous. You know, you can talk about this forever, literally. Um, the the probably the most helpful way for us to think about it, in a sense, is that they're they're filters. They're different kinds of filters, and what they basically do is they allow Hashem, who is utterly different to creation to interface with creation to interact with creation and it's to do with 
with when you understand when we understand deeply what it means speaking and language and words and numbers and all that stuff you'll realize that that's really what that's all about it's about it's about interfacing with another which is always symptom every time you reveal anything about yourself what you're actually doing is 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 concealing 99.99% of everything else and allowing just a drop to go through so you know what the biggest revelation I speaking to my putting my friend is not really fair a, a rather unconnected to is who's a mummish who's a, a huge he's a giant mummish in Kabbalah and um he said to me the other day you know the biggest the biggest revelation the biggest gilui there ever has been ever was the initial symptom <laughs> that was the biggest gilui of all time ever was the first symptom when Hashem made the the muck of the uh, the halal panui the empty space so to speak so anyway so the essence spheres is 10 stages filters but, but what's really important to remember is that they create an independent structure you can't take any one of the in, in kadusha this is in kadusha yeah in tumor it's it's the opposite but in kadusha they create an interdependent structure where we can talk about them all individually for sure but they work in tandem and interdependently. They're all dependent on each other. And it's one big system. It's it's modic. The deeper you go into it, the deeper you understand it, the more like just blown away by it you, you become. So anyway, the point is that um the Nefesh the Nefesh Rakis and everything in creation, but in what we're talking about right now, the Nefesh Rakis is modeled, so to speak on these 10 powers, on these 10 spheres, okay? The 10 spheres divide cleanly into two, as we probably all know. Yeah, we have Chochmah, Bina, and Das, which we call Seichel. And then we have Chesed, Gurit, Fes, Netzchayi, Malchus, which we call Midas. Seichel means intellect, Midas means emotions. But we'll, we'll try and understand what that means clearly because it's very important to get this clear. This is this is really getting this clear. Although we're not going to learn any like techniques and you know and how to live right now, we're going to learn the structure where all the technique all the techniques are based on. So this is like the fact. This is like the ABCs of just you know living a living a life basically. So the um, the higher level, the 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 higher three in Kabbalah and in in uh, in relation to the spheres are called the mothers, and the lower seven are called doubles. When it comes down to the actual, when we're talking about the actual spheres, okay. When we're when we talk about them in regards to the 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 soul, we're going to be talking about seichel and midas. But the mothers give birth to the doubles. The reason why they're called doubles in 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 the Kabbalah, what, what that's referring to, is that each meter can be either passive or aggressive or dynamic, maybe. That the meter can be can be generated from an external place that would create a passive meter, or it can be created from an internal place that would create an aggressive meter. But we're not going to go there, basically. Okay, so this 10-part system 
as we said, splits into Hochmabin and Das. It, there's there's another way of understanding the 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 spheres, which would be Kesa Hochmabina. Okay, but when we're talking about the soul and in the Chabad system, we're always referring to Hochmabina and Das. I don't know if he ever mentions the word Kesa in the whole Sefer. Um, and then the Midas, the seven Midas that we're going to be discussing exclusively as Ava and Yira, which translates as love and fear. But love is fine because love we only have one word for, but the word Yira that we're going to use in English, we could we could transpose that for not just for fear, we could also say respect, honor, or even hate. Even hate would be fitting. Okay, we're going to see how emotions are actually incredibly simple, contrary to what everybody thinks and wants. Emotions are very, very simple. Okay, so now what 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 we're going to work with? By the way, on the yo, I've made. We've got these notes that I've been making. Yeah. I don't yeah. think sending them out. Um, well, they're on your website, so I, I I haven't sent them out, but I can no. send them out. But I'm saying people have access to them. Yeah, to, um, okay. I think so. I mean, did you did you did you send the website out to the whole group or they're just no, they're just in that Google Drive. It doesn't. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. But it, okay. I've got it all written down here. It's going to be helpful because we're going to do. Well, there's a lot of information to 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 smash out. But anyway, what, what we're going to see, this is a really important con concept to get in, in your mind right now. What we're going to see is how the soul actually, in a sense, has a body. The soul is an, in, an entire, the, the real word to use would be a part of. The, the soul is a complete entity, meaning it has a body, so to speak, comprised of a head and a, and a torso and legs and arms. It has a soul and it has clothes as well, okay? And it even has a soul of a soul. So the way we're going to explain it is the soul of the soul is called oineg, yeah? Uh, pleasure. The soul, wait, when I said the soul of the soul, I mean the soul of the soul of the soul, meaning the soul has a soul. And the soul of that soul is called oineg. The soul of the soul is called Ratzon. The head of the soul is called Seichel. That's already now the, we're into the physicality, so to speak. There's obviously no physicality in the soul. But this is a really good, uh, this is going to help us so much if we can get this clear. Right now it's not very clear. I'm going to get it clear. So the head of the soul is called Seichel. The, from the neck down, including the arms and legs and the, and, the, and the torso, that's called the Midas. And then the soul has clothing, garments, Levushim. That's called thought, speech and action. So the soul is, you can look at it as a, as a, as a complete entity, a complete being. It has a body with a head. It has clothes. It even has a soul. We're talking about the soul, the Nefesh and the Kis. OK, so what we're talking about now, we're not talking about something that the soul does. May I ask a question? One sec. Yeah, let's said, finish this yeah. one second. We're not talking about what the soul does. We're talking about what the soul is. What the okay. soul's made of. 
not the essence of the soul, but what the soul's made of. Okay. Like you are made of a head and you're made of flesh and, and bones and brains and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah. That's what you're made of. But you have an essence. That's what we call the soul. And you wear clothing. That's how we're going to understand this. And if we can get this clear, it's going to give us amazing clarity on how we work in a spiritual way. Yeah, yo, sorry. I just wanted to review the, what was the first one? The, the soul of the soul, the soul's soul's soul. So, so yeah. So if we're talking about a soul as a, as a, like a human picture, remember the soul is, is completely moved shut from all physicality, obviously. Yeah. <coughs> but, we're going to take a physical picture in our mind, which is going to really help us understand how it works. Okay, so the soul has a head. That's called the seichel, Chochma Bina Das. The soul has a goof. That's called the midas. We'll call that the emotions. We'll call that Ava and Yira. The soul has garments. It dresses itself. That's called behavior. That's called thought, speech, and action. And then the soul even has a soul. That's called Ratzon. That's above the head. And the soul even has a soul of the soul, which is called Oineg. That's the Shoresh. That's the, that's the essence mamash of the soul. That's called Oineg. Okay. We're not going to, that's, I, I, I gave more information than we needed. But, but the point that, well, the most important point is that the soul has a, has a head, Kaviochel. That's called Chochmabin and Das Seichel, intellect. And the soul has a goof. That's called the emotions, Chesed and Gavor, or Ava and Yira. Okay. And then we'll talk in the next class about its clothing, Bezrat Hashem. But the point is, what we're talking about here is what the soul is made of. We're not talking about what the soul does. Okay, the soul does behavior. It thinks, it speaks, and it and it acts. But we're talking about what the soul's made of, which is the head and the goof, which is the seichel and the midas. Okay, so we're going to discuss the seichel. We're not going to go too deep into the midas right now, but the, what we're going to discuss right now is the seichel and how the seichel works. Again, anybody, if I use words, I don't know where people are holding with Hebrew and stuff. I'm just assuming you like you you, you know the the, the shprach of what we say. So if you don't, please stop me and I'll I'll translate. Was shprach. Huh? Shprach. Exactly. Chochma <laughs> bin and das. Okay. Chochma. We're, we're not going to translate these words, but I'm sure everybody has understandings of what they are. Does anybody want to throw out a an idea of what Chochmah is. Definition of Chochmah. Chochmah, I think, is um, like the the ability to think. Um, and then I look at Bina as having a grasp of that and like getting a full picture of things. And then Das is just like once you've already acquired it. I don't know. That's what the way I look at it. Okay. Anybody else? Anyone else has an idea before we try and understand it? I always thought Chachma was that aha moment, that shower moment that it pops in your head and if you don't write it down, it's kind of gone. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So so that is that that's absolutely correct. But we're going to understand it in a little, in in a, in a slightly deeper way, 
that's not not so known um what it what it really is on a, in a, on a deeper level um that hochma like Shai just said it's that that kind of experience of the entire concept like you know when uh where like a property developer who drives past the uh he drives past this like wastelands as he's driving past he like it, he catches the place and in like one second less than a second he sees this you know massive complex the whole thing there is like wow and all he can think is i have to get on the phone to my people to let let's get this let's get this moving yeah he sees the entire thing like like you just said Shane, in babas achas so the whole idea is contained just like in the seed just like in the seed of a of a, of a man uh, the whole, the entire child is encoded, yeah? So that's Chochmah, it's called Koyach Ma. It's an anagram for Koyach Ma, meaning the potential of what? It's pure potential. It's pure potential. It contains everything, but in and of itself, it's 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 just so ethereal. It's It, it doesn't have any mamashas to it. It doesn't have any substance to it whatsoever. But what we're actually going to see is that Chochmah is in truth, the actual Koyach of Chochmah, so to speak, is an opening. It's just an opening to what's above it. So although we talk about it as that, that flash of inspiration, of light, whatever, it's really just an opening to what's above it. And it's the channel through which what's above it pops down into your conscious mind. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Wow!" Could be a business idea. Could be an. Could be a chiddush in Torah. You can get the most complex, unbelievable chiddushe Torah in that. And you're like, "Wow!" Let me get to a piece of paper and just just start writing like crazy. Yeah, and it could be like we said, a business idea, a piece of music, and a piece of art. It could be what you're going to say to your wife, what you're going to buy her for her birthday. Any any concept, anything conceptual, it's contained within this kind of nothingness. So there's just there's a few psukim, or two psukim, and then one just chazal that that alludes to the the concept of chokhmah being a, a pesach. There's b'chokhmah poiseach sharem, like we say in uh, Myriv. Yeah, there's there's this kesha between pesach and chokhmah. By the way, the nakudas, we have ten nakudas. Like Dikduk, you know, the vowels, you have 10 Nakudas and they all tight, they all link up with the different spheres. So Comets goes with um with uh with Kesa, and then and then Pasach, surprise, surprise, goes with Chochma, Seire goes with Bina, whatever. So Pasach goes with Chochma. The whole Indian of Chochma is is Patuach. So it also Poiseches Yodecha, Umaspira Chochairatson. The Tzadikim say Yodecha. Yeah, your hands, but it's yud, yud, yud is is yud is chokhmah. So you open up your yuds, you you open up your chokhmah, and that then you must spear chayratzon, and then also pia paschal chokhmah in aishas chayol. Again, there's just a bunch of a bunch of connections between chokhmah and uh, and the inyan of patuach. It's very important, and that's why chokhmah is the inyan of bittul, is the inyan of humility. Because that's really what humility is. Humility is is an openness. 
Remember the first thing that we ever learned about the idea of being surrounded by that wall, yeah, that you can call the ego. Yeah, like what we said just before about the uh, astrologers. Yeah, the astrologers, like, you know, it's one minute late. Obviously, you're you're late, Hashem. Yeah, because they're living in this, this constructed within this, this wall that delineates who they are and everything's definite by them, exactly who they are. Chochmah is is patuach, the Indian of 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 anivus of bitter is when you're open, you're not vulnerable when something new comes to you. It's like um famous man once said that if a person is insecure, tochocha doesn't affect him. A person who's very secure, tochocha will affect him. How does that work? It sounds backwards, yeah? A person who's insecure is not affected by criticism. And a person who is secure is affected by criticism. Sounds backwards, yeah? A person who's insecure, he can't afford to allow criticism to affect him. It, it would dest it would destroy him. He doesn't have any foundation there. So any criticism, he blocks himself up. So it just goes straight over. There's no, he can just laugh it off. It doesn't make a difference. Whereas a person who's genuinely secure, he can hear criticism and it will affect him because it's not going to destroy him. It doesn't threaten his very, the very foundations of who he is. It's a very important idea, that. Very important idea. Um, okay, Bina. So Bina is from Russian Boine, Binyan. So like everybody knows, yeah, Bina is this extrapolation of the Chochmah. Yeah, that Chochmah, that germ idea, that that the whole thing in that one, in that one Nakuda. Now Bina takes that Nakuda and gives it length and breadth and depth. It extrapolates. It understands maybe something from something. It connects. It, it it embellishes, it adds. It's called Bina Loshan Boine from Loshan Bonne from Binion to build. Now, everybody's heard the idea of his boineness. So we all we we all know what his boidedness is. That's very easy, yeah. You just go into the forest by yourself. His boideness is being by yourself. There's maybe a seder and etc. But what's his boineness? See, his boiliness isn't really spoken about so much like what it is. In uh, in 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 Chabad Chasidus, we talk about being misboinen the whole time, and we translate being misboinen as meditation, which is you know it's fine, it just doesn't really help us very much. Let, let, let's try and understand what his boiliness is. So, if I'm trying to give you an idea of how big the world is how big the universe is in comparison to the to planet Earth. I could just sit there and just say, you know how big the universe is? It is absolutely mind-bogglingly, unbelievably massive, huge, tremendous, colossal. I could just keep trying to describe it with as many words as I can, and it doesn't really do that much. Whereas if we, this, this, this is his boiliness, yeah? Everyone imagine one drop of water. 
one single little drop, you know, like from a pipette, you know, just a single drop of water, yeah? And now make a comparison between that drop of water and the Pacific Ocean. Think about the ratio of what that drop of water, there's a ratio there. There is some kind of ratio. There is some kind of relative shikas between one drop of water and the entire Pacific Ocean. Yeah, Get that in your mind, okay? Now, the Pacific Ocean is a drop in another Pacific Ocean. The same ratio, go again. So the first drop compared to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, so the drop's here, the Pacific Ocean's here. Now, that Pacific Ocean, we now look at it as a drop compared to this next Pacific Ocean. And now let's do that one more time, yeah? So this second, like, Im unfathomably immense Pacific Ocean, now we take that as a drop next to a third and final Pacific Ocean. Now compare the initial drop that we had next to that third Pacific Ocean. And now we're in the ballpark of understanding the relationship of planet Earth to the entire universe. That's called his boininess. His boininess is layering ideas on top of each other to allow you to break free from the, the prison of words. So, for example, let me ask everybody. A, a, let's do Can everyone just type in chat? Has everyone got access to the chat quickly? <coughs> just type in. Type in a word that you i'm setting myself up full here but let's do it anyway type in the first word that pops into your mind when i say blue whale just quick just type in one word largest mammal shamu wait is there a way of seeing it huge shamu largest mammal Okay, so huge is good. We always get something like huge. Some people say big, large. Okay, so let's say huge. Let's be. Let's make it easy on ourselves. Yeah, let's just say big. A blue whale's big. Yeah. Now, what do we? What word will we use to describe the Empire State Building? If a blue whale's big, an empire. The Empire State Building is what huge, massive. Now, what word would you use to describe Mount Everest? Colossal, tremendous, gargantuan. Now, what word would you use to describe the Pacific Ocean? You're finished. You're done. Yeah? Planet Earth, the sun, the solar system, the Milky Way. Yeah, what well, I can't, I don't even know any more words than that. You you realize how pathetically like even the word complex, but like I would use the word complex to describe an iPhone. Yeah. I had this guy come to my house one time for Shabbos. He was a, we've had like weird people come for Shabbos. I live in Jerusalem. So you get like your fair share of weirdos. Anyway, this guy was, uh, he was like a, um, he was like a, 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 a what's it called? A, a, a microbiologist. But I could, I could see 
I could hear from him that he really knew what he was talking about. So I, I like grilled him for like the whole pseudo, just asking questions. And I, I thought of one question. I said to him, what do you think? I was trying to think of the most complicated thing I could think of. I said to him, what's more complex? What's more complicated? The entire world airport system. That was like the thing I could think of. Yeah, the, You know, it must be like kind of one system with all the baggage and the flights and the people and the money and the and imagine the scheduling and the runways and mind boggling. Yeah. So I said, what's more complicated, the entire world airport system or one human cell? And he like laughed at me and he said, it's, it's completely incomparable, meaning that one human cell is almost infinitely more complicated than the entire world airport system. And that's just one human cell, yeah? You're composed of like 50 trillion of them. 50 trillion. That's 50 trillion all working in utter perfect synchronous, synchronized on a level of, and I use the word complex for an iPhone. What word do I have to describe? What? So what, what can I do? I'm completely like, imprisoned by these words you with me so that's what his boiliness is his boiliness is called this is so profound the handle from the axe comes from the forest how'd you cut down a forest use an axe the handle from the axe is made of wood from the forest so how do you cut down the limitation of words? How do you break through this, this kind of almost default limitation that's imposed on us by words is by using more words. That's his boininess. Layering, layering concepts on concepts and ideas and ideas, which allows you to break free from the from the finitude if that's a word the finiteness whatever of of these very very constricted words everyone's with me so his boiliness is not his boiliness is not this like you know fluffy it's and it's definitely not like meditation like eastern meditation the idea of emptying your mind that has a time and a place but that's not what we're talking about that's why i never use the word meditation for his boiliness because it, it, because meditation always smacks of just emptying the mind. This is the exact opposite. This is filling the mind in a systematic, intelligent way that allows you to blast free of like the, the, the gravitational force of these very constricted words. So like we did, we'll go back to that idea, but that is a very good idea, very good um, um um, demonstration of his boiliness, that idea of the of the of the drop of the drop next to the Pacific Ocean, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But we're going to be doing that over and over. And really what the what the real trip is is that as we go deeper into the Hasidus and also into the Kabbalah, it builds the whole thing builds. It it all builds and and you start being Zoicha to you start being to see, start, you start being able to see through the clipper of the world slowly, slowly, because the way Hashem layers the concepts to you. What was the Brahu we say in the morning? Yisrael. Yeah, everyone says that every morning. What does that mean? 
he teaches us Torah. That's exactly what it means. He teaches us Torah. He teaches us Torah. If you really want it, if you really, if you really, if you really want Hashem's Torah, you really want to uh, to give yourself to Him. He will He will teach you in the right. What's the word? I wait. I say this to people a lot. It's like we talk about hashkachadika things. You know how how you know you miss the bus and you meet this guy and then that happened and that you ended up with this business deal and it worked out amazingly and that's hashkacha. But you know what's an even deeper hashkacha than any of that stuff is the way Hashem builds your knowledge, because knowledge needs to be layered. Like you need to know Aleph base before you can start reading psukim. Yeah, but but go to speak to any speak to any physics major, and you'll realize that that also works conceptually. We just don't think about that so much. But you need to layer concepts to be able to. I have, I have a friend who I'm very close with who's a uh, He's a very high level, uh, like quantum physicist. And when the now he's in a different job, but the last job he was in, he would tell me that his biggest frustration was the fact that he couldn't talk to anyone about what he was doing. Not because it was secret or anything, just to get anybody up to like where he in because he was in this teeny little place of investigation and this teeny little idea to get anyone even a very high level physicist to where he was would take you know hours of 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 layers of of concepts to get them to understand this teeny little thing so he just couldn't talk to anyone about the ideas that he was learning so when we say that Hashem teaches us Torah he layers the ideas so our whole world is built on this concept of his boyness our whole intellectual world is built on the idea of conceptual of concepts being layered one on top of the other, and you're able to understand deeper and more intricate things because of the foundation of the of the ideas that you have already in place. Everyone clear? Yes. So the basic. The th- I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the three basic meditations that we speak of in Chabad when it comes to Hashem is that number one, he fills all the worlds. Number two, he transcends all the worlds. And number three, all the worlds are nothing in his presence. And we could literally talk about each one of those ideas for hours. And over the, over the next year or so, maybe we will, but right now that's not, I just wanted to mention them because the Rebbe does mention them in, in the Peric. Um, and Bina is the female aspect. So just like the, the seed comes from the man and goes into the womb or the uterus of the woman and then and then is extrapolated in there. Yeah. It's given length and breadth and depth and developed. That's the female aspect. So you have the male aspect, which is called Chokhmah, and we have the female aspect, which is called Bina. And this basically makes up the intellectual process you have a flash of an idea you have the whole idea in germ form and now you extrapolate you give it length and breadth and depth that's the whole intellectual process so now the question is what is das anybody want to throw out what they think das might be 
Would, would that be the practical application? So applying that to something useful, almost like an action element. Um, um, that's not. It's not wrong. That that. But that's more like a. That's more like an outgrowth of what das is. That isn't what das is. That that comes from das. It's actually quite a lower <laughs> derivative of das. So das if is, I'm thinking, yeah, can I take a crack at it? If you're thinking that Chachma is like a spark, and you look at that as almost like the the man, right? There's a spark, there's a seed, then there's a gestation, which is bina. Then das would be almost like life, like the actual force. So, so that's also also like good. But the the the, the, what, the, the what is das? You're, you're, again, that's something that comes from Das. But Das itself, it's Moira, and it's not really that difficult to understand at all if, if you have the Masoira. But Das, well, let, let's say, like, let, let's, let's so Das is, without trying to make the whole thing cool and then give you the whole thing at the end, Das is identification with the idea. When your sense of self and the idea, begin to merge that's das for example is any can somebody tell me a pro, just one person tell me a project that you're deeply involved in right now not that all the details just try and encapsulate the project into one two three words recreating a website okay let's call it website let's just call it website yeah now let's just say, yo, you're sitting in a you're sitting in a restaurant with your wife, yeah, and you're having a meal, and the guy in the the the, the people talking, they're people cubicles, whatever. In this way, it's like cubicles. You got a table next to you, whatever, yeah, and they're talking, and you hear them say website. You hear the word website. You weren't even listening to the conversation, but you hear the word website. What happens? Start thinking about your project. You you like look round. It yeah. catches your attention in the same way as if he was to have said yo. In the exact same way. Mm. When you're deeply involved, like, like I'm a photographer, yeah. When someone when I hear, I mean, nowadays I don't really care so much, but but if I'm probably still if I'm I'm sitting there and I hear someone next to me say Canon, yeah, I use Canon cameras. If I hear can, I'll turn around in the same way as if someone said shmuel. That means that concept and I have, have actually merged with each other and myself and that idea have become one. That's called identification. That's das. So das is when the process of hochma and bina takes place in such a way such an intensive way that you your sense of self merges with the idea and now that idea becomes personal to you before das that idea is not anything personal to you it's like it's like um you know it's like you've heard the idea of uh, e equals mc squared not that most, no, 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 very few people understand what that means. But but you've heard the idea. If someone says to you next to you, someone mentions e equals mc squared, that doesn't make a difference. But Albert Einstein, if he was sitting there and he heard someone say that, 
he would his attention would be moved over to that place. That would be the difference between having Das on idea and not having Das on the idea. It's like your football. Sorry. Like a, sorry. Yeah, it's one of this concept of Das seems seems so intense that it's uh, it would be overwhelming to reach that level with with Theravada and in, in Mitzvah Santara. No, not at all. It's not at all. I appreciate the question. The the the. Uh, every, I don't. I'm not a football fan, but people have a, a, a football club that they support. Whatever, yeah. That's the fact that you support that club. You identify with that club. When someone says the name of that club, you turn around. We. The crazy thing about human beings is we are desperate to identify with everything always. To identify with a shem, that's that is quite a that that takes quite a lot of work. But you'll see our natural soul identifies is just it's just identifying with everything all the all over and over and over and over and over again, and that's part of how it solidifies its its um, its existence. It kind of borrows it borrows solid solidity from something else. So it identifies with a football club or it identifies with a religion or it identifies with its property portfolio in Manhattan. It can even identify with it, with a backache or with an abusive upbringing. It can identify with literally anything. And that identification gives it more of a, of a kiam, more of a, more, it makes it more solid. So it's the actual, the actual that when we say Adam Yada Eschava, yeah, the first use of the word Das in the Chumash is when Adam knew Hava in a in a biblical sense, yeah, and that's really the process of Das. Is it's the so to speak, excuse the excuse the imagery, but the the friction between Chokhmah and Bina that when the relationship of Chokhmah and Bina takes place to such a degree, which doesn't need to be such a degree, and there's levels and levels and levels of dust, that causes us to identify with the idea. When we identify with the idea, we actually merge with the idea and we become one with the idea. And that's when the idea actually becomes part of the fabric of who we are. So it's like, for example, a guy quotes an idea, yeah? Someone's quoting an idea. He hears something profound, and he's quoting it. But then you've got the other guy who heard something profound and he was bespoiling on it and he discussed it with friends and he put it into action. And he said, for example, there just there's endless examples, but there's a um everyone knows Stephen Covey, you know the seven habits of highly effective people. So yeah. one of the biggest takeaways from his book, I mean, I've read that book countless times but one of the biggest takeaways is the idea of dealing with employees treating them as you know like your your you know the go-to word should be you're the boss trying to make them feel that they have their own business that happens to exist within your business but they have their own business and and that's how you really squeeze out the the ultimate the ultimate energies from your from your employee not by making them think that they work for you, but by having them understand that really they work for themselves 
and it happens to be in the context of your business and to really make them feel that way. That's an idea. And you could quote that to different people. But I've I've been living with that idea for the past 10, 15 years now. And I'm not quoting that idea anymore. That idea is part of how I see reality. Everyone's clear on that? The ideas that you have that you quote, they're not you. But then there's ideas that you have that are you. You know, you're not giving someone a sheer. It's not something external to you. This is it. This is like your two times table. You would never dream of quote. You would never dream of, you know, whenever you talk about your two times table, mentioning your first grade, uh, you know, your first grade teacher who taught you the two times table. That's absurd because your two times tables become, so to speak, a thread in your human soul. It makes up how you experience reality. It's not something other than you. It's not something outside of you. It's the fabric of your soul. Ideas that you understand with das or in your das are ideas that are you and you will not forget them ever because they're you. A quoted idea, the chances are you're going to forget it quite quickly. But when an idea actually becomes you, when you when you perseverate on the idea and, and, and live with the idea and discuss the idea and put the idea into action and discuss it, et cetera, et cetera, that idea slowly, slowly becomes part of your das. It goes into the das. And now you and the idea are mamash one. That's das. So is das an intellectual faculty? Um, it's more like a relationship between Hochma and Bina that if done in the correct way will cause that idea to become one with you or allow you to become one with the idea. Is everyone clear with that? Is that clear? Yeah. Yes. So that's the reason why we say das that that das and an acquisition are intrinsically linked with each other because the concept of acquisition like someone turns around and says a car outside just got vandalized you'd be like oh that's terrible someone comes outside and says your car got vandalized yeah you're not going to say oh that's terrible it's going to be much more it's going to be deeper than that why it's just a car Oh, but it's your car. What does that mean, your car? What's the difference in your car and my car? That means you and the car are identified with one another. You're identified with your car. When somebody vandalizes the car now, that's like they vandalized me. Like when we lose something, you know, everyone knows how it feels if, if we've had something stolen or lost. It feels like a part of you. It's actually the, the, the Indian of a Valus. Mamash, the Indian of Avelus, because our relationships with people who we're close with are relationships of Das, where we become identified with these people. And if we lose somebody who we're identified with, yeah, it's like a piece of us has been has been taken, has been taken away, has been removed. So that's why Das gives birth to emotion. Now this is it's so, it's so simple. It's just such a, a vowel that everyone. It's so simple. What, what's emotion? 
that there's two primary emotions. We can say that the root of all emotions is love and fear. Okay? Better to say Ava and Yira. And then I could probably ask you what's Ava and Yira, and we'd we'd start, we'd all, you know, we'd, we could talk for hours and hours. But to understand it really simply and the, the, the reality of it, how I've, how I've learned from my Rebbe, is Ava is an attraction towards. Yira is a repulsion away. Emotion, that's it. It's so profound and so simple. Everything that's profound is simple. Love is a movement towards. If you really want to actually say it really accurately, love is bringing towards you. And Yira is pushing away from you. What's a kiss? Just do, do, do like blow a kiss to yourself. What did you actually do? Think about it. Outwards. A kiss is just like a little suck. You, you're bringing something in. And what about when you want to when you want to push something away? You push it away. That 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 kind of the concept of spitting. That's pushing something away. So now, this is the modica thing. Remember what we just said about Das? Yeah, this is really important to, to, to be here right now. What we just said about Das, yeah? The Das is when yourself and the idea merge with each other, yeah? Before that, there's no self. How, how much self is there in two times two equals four? What's that got to do with you? What's the concept of two times two equals four got to do with you? Let me ask you a question. If if we were to all stop existing like this, would that affect two times two equals four? Absolutely in no way, shape or form. But what about your love for your children or your love for your parents or your love for your wife? If you were to stop existing, what would happen to that love? You see, they're the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Shalom Yisrael. They're the exact opposite. Seichel, intellect, an intellectual idea doesn't need you whatsoever. It's got nothing to do with you whatsoever. An emotion doesn't exist without you. They're the exact opposite. Das gives birth to emotion because once myself gets involved in the idea, now there's now there's what to have emotion. Without myself, how can there be my love if there's no me? That's why das is the kiem of all emotions and that's really where the emotions are born from. Because thus is where your sense of self merges with the idea. Now my sense of self has merged with the idea. Do I want to bring that concept towards me or do I want to push it away from me? That's emotion. Do I love it or do I fear it or hate it? That's thus. So thus is this middle point between the intellect that is ex exclusively and utterly objective and emotion, which is exclusively and utterly subjective.
Is that clear? So das gives birth to the emotions. So we could say it like this, yeah? This is very, very nice way of saying it. Again, for my Rebbe. Chokhmah is the discovering of the idea. Bina is the development of the idea. And das is the identification with the idea. So from now on, if you want to translate those words, Hochma, Bina, and Das, I don't recommend, but these are very, very helpful translations. They're not really translations, but very, very helpful mnemonic, is Hochma is discovering the idea, Bina is developing the idea, and Das is identifying with the idea. Once we've identified with the idea, which means myself and the idea have merged and become one, now I'm ready to have emotions. Now the emotions will come from the idea. Um, there's so much more to say. It's ridiculous. Um, Should we cut chapter three into two shirim? No, no, no. This is good. We're good. We basically said I'm gonna. I'm just gonna encapsulate it one more time, and then we're ready to go on to the next to chapter four. Bezat Hashem that the soul is made up of 10 powers that divide neatly into two, the intellectual powers and the emotional powers, the emotional faculties. This is what makes up, this is not something that you do, this is who you are. So there's the process of Chochmah and Bina, which is the, develop, the, the discovering and the development. Now, when that process takes place, with real energy, and in Kabbalah, again, pardon the imagery, but in Kabbalah, it's called banging and friction, yeah, which is exactly the, the concept of Adam Yada Eschava. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, the, the, the imagery is in the Kabbalah, how it's exactly what it is down here, Mamash. That with that friction, with that relationship, when that relationship takes place, there's the identification with the idea. With the identification with the idea, with the, with the, with the, um, when myself becomes involved in the idea, and like we said, like what we said with Yo, with the idea of the website, it's like someone calling your name when you're involved deeply in some kind of intellectual idea and someone says it in whatever way, you turn like it's your name because you and the idea have become one. Once you and the idea have become one, that now naturally gives birth to the emotions of the idea, whether you want to go towards it or away from it. And that's basically the, the structure and the mechanics of the godly soul. And we'll see also in chapter six that that's also how the animal soul works as well, with a few differences. But, but that's basically the structure of how any soul works. Any questions? Robert. 